0: Thirteen. Hello. Hello. Are you worried? Hello. There we are. Hey, can you hear me? Yep. And can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, before we talk about the last of us, have you seen the menu?
1: No, I haven't. But I've heard many things. Oh no, because um, so
0: so you know how on Amazon Prime at the bottom it says Watch Live HBO One, HBO Two, or whatever. I mm-hmm. uh, switched it to the the menu for a second and wow yeah uh yeah there there's stuff in that movie I didn't expect I thought uh I thought the movie was one thing and um yeah that was something
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean what what did you think it was cuz um I thought it was cannibalism
0: <laughs> I thought they were going to have like a sinister take I thought it was going to be similar to like Triangle of Sadness uh, but I turned it right on the part where uh how do you pronounce Voldemort's name
1: again? Uh, Rafe fines Rafe Finds.
0: Rafe Fiennes. There you go. Yeah. When he he's saying introducing the mess, and then the chef, you know, the guy gets rid of himself, and everyone's like, is this part of the show? So that part I heard rumored about. I was still shocked, but I was like, whatever. But then there's a part where the lady is calmly like, okay, put your ring finger out, and then like chops his finger up i'm like what led to this i'm like what happened (laughs) i'm sorry nothing is ever gonna be turning it to a channel turning to a channel seeing catching a movie in the middle and being like okay what 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 just happened
1: yeah i mean i i kind of spoiled myself the whole story just because i was like yeah it's one of those movies where i'm like should i watch it because it doesn't seem like i'm gonna have a good time watching it and, uh, I mean, now knowing more about it, I'm like, maybe I'll, I'll give it a try. But it's kind of like a frustrated chef, like, teaches a bunch of, uh, I guess, like, privileged people a lesson by, like, yeah. giving them food that's, like, has their, uh, like, exposes their sins, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Something yeah. Gonna... I mean, like. as s'mores. <laughs> yeah no that's what i that's what i mentioned like, like last that. week
0: right that li- this is going to be kind of the fucking era for filmmakers so uh we're, we're i think we were definitely going to go back to like almost avant-garde or like what the hell is going on kind of movies like i think the first one i saw like in recent years would probably be like sorry to bother you but there's going to be a lot more of those and it's like are what, what are we going to do Are we going to we're gonna do comfort and just like generally as an audience, what are we going for? Do we want comfort or do we want to be all experimental and like challenge ourselves? You know, like I what, know, what what's your thing now?
1: I well, my thing is comfort at the moment. Yeah. Uh, like I started watching Night Court for some reason.
0: Oh, that's funny. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is fun and dumb, and yeah, and uh, like I don't need to uh be shocked or disgusted or whatever. Cause like yeah. uh I mean I don't know like there there's a time for everything. And I feel yeah. like some people are more into the comfort stuff and other people are gonna are into the you know let's make the menu or uh I feel like the menu is like a I don't know PG 13 version of Mandy for some reason, except with chefs. Oh
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> well, after what I saw, I don't I think know. it's going to I don't think it's PG-13. I mean, compared to right? Mandy, is it? R? Yeah.
1: <laughs> compared
0: to whatever it's Mandy unrated. was. Yeah.
1: Well, like anything compared to Rat to Matt Randy, Mandy uh is probably tame. Uh yeah. but <laughs> I don't know except maybe the the uh the boar or the pig scene in Hannibal. Yeah. Uh but like uh yeah. I didn't know. It's sort of like, um, I'm kind of on the fence on this issue because um, there's some days I'm like, I want to see berserk and mayhem and whatever. And then it's like, no, I want to watch the new night court where people are, everyone's nice and like the <laughs> biggest stakes are like, uh, who's going to end up in a relationship with who. And I didn't say, specifically like who's going to have sex with who because like it's like a sexless type of experience just to watch that tv show because they're yes. all like oh, I'm, I'm in love with her it's not like i want a bone but yeah. except for the older guy who's always horny for some reason uh, oh but, yeah
0: because uh, the guy that's from the original nightclub yeah, right? the the night oh, yeah he's always yeah yeah
1: well he's cool well, i mean he's fun and he's <laughs> like yes i am a mischievous guy and uh you know whatever but um yeah it's sort of like it's true because, like, I was editing some uh, TikToks for like all the you young people out there from uh, last week's episode. We're not that old. Come on. <laughs> uh- <laughs> oh.
0: All you youngsters out there,
1: all you youngsters out there who are on the TikToks, uh, you know,
0: we're cool, we use AR. we're art. cool,
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, I was editing some stuff from last week's episode where we were also talking about The Last of Us, and uh, like you said, that yeah, it's the most wholesome HBO TV show, and it's like, yeah, they don't just have like uh, boobs and dicks, every, like, gratuitously, yeah, and that's a good segue <laughs> into this week's topic. <laughs>
0: the season finale of last of us I and mean, i maintain that position it is an oddly wholesome show
1: yeah right i mean even the even if there's like death and shooting and whatever you're like yeah man like go daddy of the internet uh <laughs> parapascale
0: <laughs> hey, true. yeah go for it.
1: <laughs> i mean um go did wow. john Jaren. <laughs>
0: I mean, like, the, the, the thing about this show is, like, every other zombie show, zombie movies, zombie franchise got so kind of, like, convoluted. Mm-hmm. Like, The Walking Dead turned into, like, medieval stormtroopers fighting or some shit. And then, like, even on the way to their like, Walking Dead was like, we're going to kill this guy. These people are going to have sex and this, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And, like, every zombie franchise has went through that. But The Last of Us seems so, like, streamlined.
1: Like. I mean there's no time for sex, Michael. There, there isn't. <laughs> the cordyceps yeah. are everywhere.
0: Yeah, and Pedro Pascal seems uh too wholesome to, you know, even fathom that. Like if he's not killing somebody. I mean, like... He didn't
1: do it like he didn't do it with Anna Torv uh, on screen. Uh, you know, like the original, like his girlfriend who dies. Wait, wait what? At the beginning. Like Anna Torv. She's the Who's one who it, plays Torv? uh Tess. Oh yeah, Tess. Uh, okay. You know, and like I mean, they just cuddled. Aww, and, uh, well, which true. is like for hbo is like wow you know yeah this is like a hallmark movie <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah like yeah no this is like the only show and like, i don't think they're gonna up it in season two like like they're they're smart enough to kind of like not do that just because and this yeah. doesn't seem like the kind of show it just seems like such a streamlined i guess story that is like i don't I don't expect the story to get that crazy. And it's a pretty basic story. Like you and me were talking, it's basically mm-hmm. star Wars, firefighters are rebels. Fedra is the empire. And Pedro Pascal is, you know, a bounty hunter with a kid, like, you know, Mandalorian. So yeah. it, it's, it's, it's Mandalorian. Like I, I'm trying to like dance around it, but it, it basically is. And yeah. like, it's, it's just like the Mandalorian, like the random cameos from the voice actors. Yep.
1: Mandalorian. There you go. Yeah like ashley johnson shows up and and uh like she's ellie's mom which yeah. i thought was pretty cool and we saw the original guy i, I don't i can't remember his name um the guy uh, uh, who Trey played Baker. joel in the video game yeah and he's like one of the cannibals yeah and i was like i saw him in an interview isn't that the original joel it's like and, you know and he's talking to the preacher and he's like uh are you sure you know you can trust ellie or something and <laughs> It's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm the preacher. I know everything, you know. Oh. And um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel I, I enjoyed episode eight more than episode nine. Like we just watched the finale uh, mm-hmm. of the season, and um, it was it was sort of like there was a, a bang in the middle of the episode, and they kind of whimpered at the end. And I mm-hmm. guess it's sort of like trying to put like connect the dots before season two. Yeah, and um, you know. I don't know. I feel like the revelation that, uh, you know, Ellie had to shoot her friend uh, or love interest, I guess, like, uh, you know, in that flashback, uh, you know, I was like, I was just thinking about it, uh, you know, while we were setting up and I was like, it didn't, you know, I didn't feel the emotional pull that that might've was supposed to do, I guess. So, you know, it's like, I actually killed my, my friend, you know, and then I was like, yeah. yeah, I, I kind of saw that coming, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean it matches it it matches in a way because like, like I I don't like when he seems like a ruthless killer for no reason, but I, I would say as a character, one of in the show at least, because I don't know how different it is in the game, but in the show, Joel's flaw from the beginning is like as it's set up, is like he gets too attached. He's really attached, yeah. and it's not a bad thing, you know it's almost like the flip side of the coin of just being like a really good dad. Like he was a really good dad in the beginning, but the flip side of that is that he'll get like really attached. And it's, if it's between saving humanity, you're saving this one girl. He's going to save this one girl and literally kill anybody who's in the way. Yeah, so yeah. That's kind of just the flip side to his personality. And like from here, I, I really don't know where they could go in season two. Cause last of us part two, only Ellie is alive, right? For the whole game.
1: Uh, but if- I mean, yeah. Like at the beginning, something happens to Joel. Uh yeah. Like he dies. And uh, I didn't play the game and I know that. So, you know, you spoiler people, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, um, and then uh, the rest of the game you play as Ellie. Uh, yeah. Thing is, like, I didn't play the game. So I don't really know what the, the, the other part of the story is. I, I'm kind of happy that I didn't play the game because I just went to you know discover the the story with the tv show as like it went along uh but yeah i mean joel has this kind of um like he he has like terminator mode he just like yeah. goes into killer mode whenever um like he thinks that's the way to protect his you know child or i like, perceived child and yeah. ellie because like he kind of sees her as a daughter now yeah uh, in a way and uh you know i mean in the first episode uh when you know all shit you know uh breaks loose mm-hmm. and he's trying to escape with his uh, brother and his daughter and he's just like yeah fuck those people like don't pick them up don't help them it's just like us like that's all that matters yeah and uh i don't know if it's part of maybe his training or something because i he's supposed to be a veteran or something right Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like yeah like if we start picking people up like we're just not gonna gonna survive and I feel like the same kind of thing came up in this last episode where he's like well the only way he's gonna save his uh, you know new I guess adopted daughter uh, is to kill all these people and then like I mean I, I kind of made a point about it before the- we started recording but the the fireflies they have like zero fighting experience it seems because yeah they just get shot down like like flies actually like you know the you know these fireflies are like uh but then you know i remember that episode where you see ellie's you know flashback uh with her um love interest slash friend slash i don't think they really go there in that episode but it seems like they're super close mm-hmm. and i think in the games they actually go into the relationship a bit more or, that's what i've heard but mm-hmm. um you know, she doesn't seem to know shit and she gets recruited by the fireflies. Yeah. So I'm like, do they just, do they just recruit random people who are unhappy with like the government and they're the fireflies and they don't actually know how to shoot or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, like the only reason they caught Joel, you know, um, and Ellie in that episode is like they, they creeped behind them and just threw a grenade, like a stun grenade, and that's how they got them yeah and like if they were if they didn't have the element of surprise it would have all gotten destroyed uh, i'm guessing which is what happened to them in the end anyway but uh i'm just like they're not that good at their job
0: (laughs) yeah no it's really like (laughs) they're struggling to find order in a world without order almost like it's basically like even though it's like twenty years after you know the original infection, it's like they're still. It seems like they're still struggling, yeah, to find their way and find order in like what they have, and that's why everybody like, if you're not gonna be part of the world, everybody made the world smaller. Like how Nick Offerman and the, the other guy, you know, they lived together yeah. and had their you know little life, and they're like, well, we can't please and help everybody in the world, so this is our world. This is all we're gonna. What we're about is our house in our little area so yeah. it's like everybody's trying to make their world smaller because like the mm-hmm. bigger you go it's like you realize nobody knows shit nobody knows how to do shit everybody is just kind of making shit up as they go so it's like it's just yeah, kind it's of just, all over place. yeah
1: like i didn't mention that last time but you know bill and frank you know nick offerman and the yeah. other guy from um white lotus yeah um when i saw them they kind of reminded me of that snl sketch you know like those two ghost guys like you know like phil it's like jim carrey and oh. someone else in the in the cast but i can't remember
0: my first thought was the two skeletons from david it's like tom and phil tom oh, and phil oh.
1: we're here and it's like the you know the the graveyard song or something like all the it yeah. like singer and i was like because they're wearing the same like flannel shirts, and I was like, "Okay, this is like Tom and Phil." Uh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> or, dude, like another Jim Carrey sketch with like Boone. He's like, uh, it's, it's like the Walking Dead thing, and the, the guy has a son at the end of yeah. a stick. And I think the the guy who plays a zombie son is, uh, fuck, you know, King of uh, Staten Island. What's his name? Oh, Pete Davidson. P. Davidson is like, Yeah, Boone, he's my son. He's he's just like feeling poorly or something. he's <laughs> like, No, he's a zombie, dude. Uh, but anyway, Sorry. I digress. Uh, but um, I mean, what are we talking about? The Last of Us, I'm talking about The Last of Us, The Last of Us. Uh, Marlene's there, yeah, um, and uh, she doesn't last very long either.
0: Strong woman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> then you know she, she thing is like she's like you don't understand and i'm like you know what doesn't he understand you know <laughs> yeah i don't know
0: I, I feel like if you were part of the game because like I don't know i want to look this up to double check but like, yeah he knows
1: what he's doing he's just saying fuck you world and i'm saving my daughter yeah <laughs> she's like he's like
0: psychologically trying to like make up for yeah it basically
1: but I mean, um uh, Cause like she put out, she puts down her gun, right? And she's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm yeah. gonna hurt you." And then he's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: apparently she's like a common like person in like video games. Maybe I'm just looking at these two, mm-hmm. but uh, she was um, Alex Vance in Half Life Two, and she was also Marlene in the Last of Us video game. So oh. basically, if you were in the actual video game, like you died. That was, yeah. <laughs> but like um. What was I looking for? Yeah, it's uh basically, yeah. If you made like a cameo and you're actually actual thing, but um I wonder if that's kind of like a new category of actor that like most actors aren't going towards because like every time I think an actor is like you know, you see them once, you see them in a cameo, and you never see them again, you think they're not working. But for the most part, people are doing like motion capture and voices for video games now, right? Like that's all. Mm-hmm actual actors now right
1: yeah it seems like the the easy it seems from what i've heard the the easiest or i guess most pleasant job for an actor would be to do voice acting for a video game they yeah. also do like performance capture i guess because like they don't they don't need to put makeup on they don't need to go to like weird locations they just go to the studio and do it yeah and i mean unless like you're really into going to like cool locations which is probably a nice perk but um but it's like uh i don't know like when you when you're an actor for a video game it's like five years worth of work so it's not as if like oh i have to do this movie and that movie like oh i'm always looking for the next thing it's like hey i have a job for five years yeah like that's how long they did Uh, i think that's how long it took for red dead redemption 2 and uh i'm guessing for the last of us it took like almost as long uh but yeah i mean it, there's so much more than meets the eye when it comes to the acting profession like there's so many other things like you even have people who do they might act at a video game and then they read and then they'll get to read out for uh some ad for a migraine ad yeah. or something
0: i mean like um, um yeah. one th- one thing i'll say about like the last of us Just in general, now that uh, now that the season's over, is that Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be honest. There there was nothing new that came from this show. Like no new Mm -hmm. exciting storylines. No, it's not a new genre. Like nothing about it is like brand new. You know, we've seen like similar aesthetics and stuff. There's I Am Legend. There's that um, what was it called? Like Doomsday. I think I I think Doomsday. That was the name of the. There was like a pandemic movie. That mm. came out about a pandemic. It was like a false yeah. pandemic in the uh, late 2000s, and it was the one that came out right before Mad Max. And it's like, right, you, you know, we've and then you have, of course, like like I said, I imagine Walking Dead and all of that. And it's like we've seen the aesthetics, we've seen these storylines before, but I think what makes this work is like it's a breath of fresh air to just see good execution. Yeah, like definitely like i don't think anybody came to the last of us trying to find anything brand new that's never been done that can be the menu for you you guys out there who want something brand spanky new but this is basically like like this falls in the category of like the other show that came out around the same time uh poker face where mm-hmm. it's like it's set in modern day but the whole point is to feel almost exactly like like a 70s 80s detective comfort show Mostly 70s, like a Columbo type. And it's like, yeah, none of these are yeah, nothing about it really felt brand new, but it was just well executed. And I think the big thing to take away from this show is that it doesn't matter if you're copying straight from the game, and it doesn't matter if you're being completely original and making it your own take. It doesn't matter if you know you're 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 doing something that you want to put your own spin on something or if you want to just cut and paste it like none like none of that when it comes to the artistry of making a good show matters the what matters is the execution and if you can slap a bunch of like live action versions of cutscenes that already exist put in some surprises but then just make it flow really well and just drive some emotion from the audience it's like you did your job and I think this did its job. I'm just don't know what they're gonna do with season two, because you know, if they're planning for this show to last a while, you know, that's they they already adapted like what, like half the storylines from the from the video <laughs> game. So it's like, well, it's like
1: I'm gonna be honest, I don't want yeah. this show to last a while. I just yeah. want it to be like, you know, uh yeah. most of those British T V shows that only last a season or two and oh, that's yeah. it and i don't want an 11 year uh walking dead remake with the cordyceps yeah <laughs> and um i feel like yeah what they did correctly is that they they follow the main storyline of the games which people have gotten very attached to um you know unlike what they did with halo Uh, they sort of like um, what the last of us did was take the storyline and then they just added things to it. Like Mm -hmm. the whole bottle episode with Bill and Frank, like that wasn't in the game. Yeah. Um, And uh, you know, just having different actors playing the main roles just made it more like fresher and different. Uh, But um, yeah, Yeah. I think, you know, if you're going to redo a video game, just do the storyline of the video game. I think, the, there was a similar criticism f- uh, that I had heard about the Resident Evil games and the movies, right. you know, with like Mila jo- uh, jo- Jovovich? Jovovich, yeah. Jovovich. 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 Uh, Jovovich. And, uh, and um, you know, because like, I guess the first one was kind of loosely based on what like resident evil 3 or something like that yeah and uh, but like the rest of the movies had nothing to do with the games it was just the the jovovich universe the Jovoverse maybe maybe um, <laughs> the <Yeah>. milliverse about <laughs> <laughs> to be confused with miller verse the, the beer but um you ah. know uh, sponsors please uh but um, i think um you know yeah, what was yeah. i saying yeah thing is the halo adaptation i i don't want to put both of these on the same you know pedestal i guess like because Mm -hmm. like the halo adaptation on paramount plus just like kind of sucked compared to this like sucked hard uh compared to the last of us and um just because i guess the last of us video game had a pretty solid story and um you know not to say i don't know like i'm kind of I'm kind of apprehensive about all this because, like, Halo has a great story. It's just maybe it doesn't lend itself too well to video, or I guess movies or TV shows. But all the cutscenes are amazing, mm-hmm. and um, like, I don't see why they didn't just do the game. But you know, I guess like season two is coming around at some point, right? So we'll see. And uh, we never got to see um, you know Master Chief's ass in the video game, but we got to see it on, on the TV show. So I guess that's something yeah um, <laughs> well, that was nice right <laughs> i'm being uh, uh sarcastic but uh because i didn't give a shit about sure. his ass anyway <laughs> uh but um yeah i didn't like the last of us they did a really good job and maybe it's just because it's hbo yeah. and uh they seem to do a good job at most things I, uh I, but yeah i mean i think like
0: where hbo falls flat is like like let's take something like westworld which um i think it's unfortunate that they put the whole show free on tubi but at the same time that is like a smart way to kind of like build up a new audience and maybe you might bring it back like 10 15 years later when you found like a brand new audience for it and just bring it Mm -hmm. back to hbo hbo max make new seasons whatever but i think what happened with westworld was like in the first season of westworld they basically adapted the source material yeah. Like as basically as far as they could. And they adapted the the book, the movie, and they put their own spins on it. But that's where it was. So where could you go with season two, three, four, or whatever? Uh, and basically it turned into like cyberpunk Batman Beyond. And it, it it got so far attached from what the source material was that it just seemed kind of lost. Like, Game of Thrones, of course, they, like, deviated, right? Like, from what, mm-hmm. I, what I talked about with you, they, they deviated from the source material. But there was enough source material to come back to in order to, like, make the show feel coherent. So, it's, like, when Season 2 comes around, that's that's going to be its challenge. Is like, can he still be coherent and, you know, can he make something good that can, like, almost reverse inspire maybe, like, the video games? I mean, that's Maybe. what happened with Batman the Animated Series. It was so good. It reverse inspired the the comics, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So with The Last of Us, you know, I don't I don't want Joel to die right away. So, like, could you make some like interesting filler that doesn't feel like filler?
1: So mm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, they should have just like a bottle episode with uh uh Joel before he inevitably dies like in the video game yeah but you know just have something in addition to whatever happens uh but i mean the game of thrones stuff like when they ran out of the source material it just got progressively worse yeah and uh just like pro- like increasingly rushed and it really seemed like those two guys like the the davids uh, I think they they that was their nickname or something like David Benioff and the other guy. right. Uh, they were just getting ready to it felt like they like, let's get this done so we can do Star Wars or like let's you know, which they never did. Yeah, but that's how it felt like. And uh, but I mean, I don't want the last of us. maybe they could do a spinoff on something else that happens after the whole main story. Uh, I feel like. What they did wrong with uh Westworld is, you know, what if it's just like Westworld was its own thing, and then you did a spin-off that was like City, whatever, mega city twenty-four. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is where uh the escaped robots went to. And it seemed like it was way too easy because like the robots infiltrated society and be and like reached like inc- incredible heights and i would feel like why don't they just you know uh do like a blade runner thing where it's you know they're they're in the streets at first and right. then they kind of work their way up it was like they were already up and you know they had nowhere else to go but like you know overtake whatever society and then at the end of season three there's this big ending where oh we changed the world and then season four like nothing actually changed uh really yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh what was it all about and uh i didn't even watch season four i watched the first two episodes and i was like fuck this shit and that's it that's all i have to say that's like drop the mic you know fuck westworld uh, season four <laughs> uh but i do not know season two i feel like season one was the best and it was very contained because it was all in the westworld um, uh, you know amusement park uh, but yeah I, I don't know it's, it's like I can't remember what the point we were trying I was trying to make What was, what's the point I was trying to make but you know I just want The Last of Us to have a second season and that's it and if they want to do something else just do a spin off like I don't want to see like Ellie 30 35 year old Ellie maybe but then like maybe the story's about uh, some kid that she adopted you know <laughs> Right. I don't know. <laughs> and then it's like maybe uh it's uh Joel's nephew, you know, the, the kid that's about to be born in that nice little town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um and I I don't know. It, it's just uh you know, I'm I'm always I, I don't want to see TV shows just last forever because they always get worse. And that's yep. what happened to uh Game of Thrones, except that you know. There are a lot of different reasons why that went didn't go very well, but um, especially the the last season. But yeah, it's kind of like I don't want to see I don't want to have like Grey's Anatomy Last of Us edition. Um, Well, I mean,
0: like Grey's Grey's Anatomy is like the the format of their show is like it, it can last forever at this point because like it's something that like people expect to be on TV all the time. Like I never thought a show would surpass ER. Like when I was a kid and I saw the ER finale I'm like, well that's that for that show. But mm-hmm. I didn't know Grey's Anatomy was going to come along and just beat ER forever. And now that that actually had a spin-off for a few years, uh Station mm-hmm. 19, I don't know if that's still around. But oh, yeah. probably, but um yeah, like TV everything has a spin-off, all the Chicago's, all of that. And and for, for me I I do I don't want Last of Us to like of course like last too long and like get overblown but you know i would say in the past like few months it's only march and it's the first time in a while i've seen tv events that actually had everybody watch like everybody was watching the last of us uh last week everybody not everybody but a lot of people tuned in to watch uh chris rock's new special like Mm -hmm. live on netflix And to be honest, I think that's what Netflix should, or streaming services like HBO Max, like in general, should live stream the episode when it comes out before putting it on, you know, for everybody. Well, it's like they're they're
1: imitating, they're copying TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff because, like, you can have posts and content, but you can live stream. I feel like, but that used to be a part of TV, right? So, yeah so we're just going backwards yeah yeah i I, it's like i feel like uh we sort of lost the event part of the the new episode that comes out because i mean netflix particularly because they just put all the episodes at once which at first was like yeah we can binge this is a new thing amazing and now like um you know i keep seeing these questionnaires online like on youtube or something and then it's like uh, are you gonna watch every episode as it comes out? Or are you just gonna wait and see it all in one go? And there are some people just like that, you know. I like waiting every week, but sometimes I guess it depends on the TV show. Like something like Cobra Kai, like I just want to watch it all in one go. I yeah. don't think I have the the patience to just like wait every week. Yeah, but something like The Last of Us, I was like, Oh yeah, you know, just relish and wait. And uh, you know, and then it comes out like, oh wow, you know, uh, but i guess it's uh i don't know i just answered my own question
0: uh, <laughs> yeah oh by the, way, question. <laughs> yeah, by the way we're gonna have to restart this in about six minutes but um uh, before we do that um mm-hmm. i don't know like i can't put my finger on exactly what i watched this week because it was like just a whole bunch of stuff whatever was on mm. but like if you have to be completely honest with yourself 100% honest when you're yeah. streaming, what do you naturally get drawn to? Like what about the stuff you watch draws you to it? And I'm not talking genre or you know, maybe format, but I'm not really like talking genre or like tone of the show. It's more of like, you know, so so far what's made you like what what would it take for you to like pay attention to something on streaming?
1: Um I think it's just, it sounds kind of like a cliche, but, like, just, like, good characters. Okay. Uh, But, like, because when you started asking that question, I was, like, the first thing I gravitate to, like, always is, like, anime for some reason. Right. And, but, you know, then I was thinking, like, why do I watch that? Like, I just watched something that isn't anime, but it's a Japanese TV show, and it's, like, The Runaway Bride, I think it's called, or or like we married as a job it's like the direct translation. It's about this um, couple in Tokyo and like, they start out being, you know, uh, he hires uh, this, um, uh, this guy who's a tech bro, I guess he hires um, an acquaintance of like the daughter of an acquaintance of his to clean his house or his Mm -hmm. apartment and then she likes it so much because she's she's never been able to keep a job. Because yeah. like and uh that she's like, Oh, let's get married, you know, like kind of far-fetched storyline. But like they grow to become attached to each other and like and they even have like a COVID movie that they did, you oh. know, like so. It was like, how did they deal with COVID? And because wait, wait, what, kid, is it, what show is this called again? Uh it's called um uh the bride uh dude or let, let me google it but the direct translation in japanese was the like we married as a job oh, okay uh, but let me see like the actual like netflix approved uh so like the netflix title is the full time wife escapist which to mm-hmm. me doesn't make any sense i don't even know what that means but <laughs> um it was in the top 10 this week like yeah. for a couple of days mm-hmm. uh in the tv show list like in the u.s and i was like oh why is that and i checked it out and it's like very heartwarming um it's a very heartwarming simple uh storyline and um it's very i'm not sure if it's if they copied a korean tv show or if that i'm thinking of a korean show that's also on netflix called uh, this is my first life and they oh. sort of have a very similar story where it's like roommates marry each other essentially uh because like w- on one side uh the woman lost her job in a writer's room because of some you know me too shenanigans uh mm-hmm. that some guy some producer tried to you know cop a feel and she doesn't want to work there anymore so in the end uh she like she becomes like the perfect roommate to this like socially inept tech bro Uh um and uh like his parents are like hey you have to get married you're 30 something blah blah you know societal expectations and then so he's like well you're the perfect roommate so why don't we just get married and she's like okay fine you know whatever because like nothing else is going on in her life um and uh i mean all of these asian tv shows like the the plots Pro like are definitely something that wouldn't work in like in the West. Uh, <laughs> like very far-fetched storylines as far yeah. as I'm concerned, uh culturally speaking. But uh, you know, so it, it was sort of like, I don't know. I'm uh there was something else I watched this week that was pretty good. But yeah. um, you know, Perry Mason is something that I like. Uh dude. I didn't answer your question, but we're probably going to, we'll, we'll just skip.
0: Oh, yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. No, you're good. I, I think I got a general idea of what you, you go towards. I don't know. But, so
1: I feel like I'm in therapy. Uh Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you like? Tell me how you feel. Tell me uh, how it feels
0: inside. I mean, me, like, how does
1: that make you feel? I mean, like,
0: yeah, that's what I, I
1: know. I'm, I'm in a sentimental moment in my life uh right now. Okay. Uh I just guess cause? because like, well, you know, like my, my girlfriend was visiting and then she went back to Germany and I'm not going to see her for another few months. Okay. So like, I feel like I've been gravitating towards uh, TV shows like that, I guess. Yeah. Now that I think of it, I've had a breakthrough and then I saw shrinking today. So maybe that's why I'm in an introspective uh, mood.
0: Hey, shrinking the Apple. Or shrinked. Sorry, shrinked. Or shrinking? No, that's not, no, that's not that one in Apple TV. Is that the one yeah, where. It's the Apple TV Jay...
1: one. Yeah. With Jason Siegel and uh, Harrison Ford.
0: Uh, wait, is that the one when they go into like a small town like a literal they, like you shrink yourself to go into like a small place?
1: no no it's like shrink as in like psychologists shrink. oh i
0: see it yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's like shrinked is that it it's a uh, shrinking there is. shrinking right
1: so like he's a guy who uh, he's a widower right. and he's dealing with his wife's death by essentially taking drugs and sleeping with hookers And, uh, but he has a teenage daughter who's also dealing with a bunch of shit. And, uh, but this guy who's supposed to be a psychologist is like not altogether doing very well. And, um, it's sort of like how he, because of like his loss, he tries to use unconventional ways to treat his patients, but it doesn't always end up like, I mean, for I haven't finished the first season or, um i don't know if they put out all the episodes yet but the ones i've seen uh like he ends up uh, like he he tells one of his uh, patients to leave her her boyfriend slash husband i guess it's her husband because like he's abusive or emotionally abusive and the husband just shows up and punches jason siegel out of nowhere so like that doesn't rework out for jason siegel very well but you know (laughs) (laughs) you told my wife to leave me bam and then uh his other patient was there who has like a problem with uh starting fights in bars with random people so when he Ah. sees his therapist get punched like he just beats the the other guy like the shit out of the other guy (laughs) and he's like yay results uh but um you know um Yeah. I like, uh, someone at work told me like, yeah, like shrinking, like I recommend it for everybody. It's like Ted Lasso, but you know, psychologists, uh, and I was like, okay, sure. Whatever. It's not as good as Ted Lasso, but it's not as eccentric and, and weird as Ted Lasso. Yeah. And, you know, Jason Siegel brings his own like, you know, shit, like, you know, talents to it. I, I can just see some parts of him, like, from How I Met Your Mother, where he just screams for no reason. Yeah. You know, it's like, ah, you know, like that moment. Like, there's always a moment in every season of How I Met Your Mother where where Jason Segel goes like, ah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. he climbs over a fence in this TV show, and he goes, ah, I did it, even though I'm 40, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or something like that. Well,
0: I don't even know how old he is. Yeah, how old is he actually because um, How I Met started. Your Mother, everybody started in their early thirties. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But mm-hmm. um so I, I just started watching Tekken Bloodline, and I realized mm-hmm. that for me to get drawn in by an anime and just instantly say, "Sure, I'll watch that." I'll it does have to be a source material I'm familiar with, and I think mm-hmm. I still need to be walked in with like Western styles of like storytelling was yeah. like it's a very straightforward story in the beginning. It's like him and his mother, and it's a very it's actually pretty good. Like I was actually surprised how good Tekken bloodline was like from the first episode. Like it was very like a heartfelt story, and like you understood where he came from from his mom, you know, how how uh attached Jin Kazama was to his mom, like the, the main mm-hmm. character. But um and it, and it's a very well-told straight line, straightforward story about family and like family bloodlines mm-hmm. and legacy and i think for me to initially click on something i wouldn't i won't lie like being familiar with the source material helps but what draws me in like you have to just tell the story initially you can't get too experimental right away yeah like i i like experimental stuff uh i like to raise your head i want to here, here's the, here's where the problem comes. Like the movie Pi from Darren Aronofsky. So A24 is releasing that movie in select theaters, like Aaron, Darren Aronofsky's first movie ever. And it's one of those kind of like, you know, metaphor, experimental, you know, philosophical movies about, you know, what could this mean? And then it's kind of a thriller. And uh, I would watch it in theaters, but to be honest, at home, For some reason, I don't get instantly drawn to those movies. There was a time when I could have, but if I'm going to be honest about my gut level instincts when it comes to choosing content, I always, it's always I look for comfort and then wait to get pleasantly surprised or subverted. Like Cobra Kai is like, I know Mm -hmm. Karate Kid, you go in and halfway through you're subverted. So you stick around with it. Last of Us. Like, it's a video game I know about, at least, so I watch it, and then every so often, you know, I get subverted a little bit. And that's not a good thing for, you know, new TV shows and new movies trying to come up, but uh, in order for something on streaming to work, I think it needs to start with something familiar, and it doesn't have to be an exact source material. It could be a genre that we miss, you know, like how Poker Face 70s style detective show mm-hmm. right or what's a jo- what, what's what's another genre that's been like gone for a while that could like come back like i i have like, like oh yeah when i watch um i'm gonna watch the arnold schwarzenegger show what is it foobar the bar um, <laughs> it's coming out in may uh on netflix <laughs> and it's like kind of a familiar thing like the second i see arnold schwarzenegger's face i think you know campy 80s style action so i'm hoping to go into that and get like subverted a little bit and it's uh that that's the thing like unless something's going to be in theaters as like when you're at home you expect a little bit of comfort yeah and definitely. that's going to be streaming's downside i think it's mm-hmm. like no matter what streaming is going to be at home but if you could translate the streaming experience to theaters i think that can make one the theater, it'll it'll save the theater industry, but it'll also kind of give the audience a new experience based on the patterns they already have or they're already developing. They already started developing because of COVID, so it's like I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. All I know is that to pull me into something streaming, like the thumbnail has to bring. I need to see something familiar instantly, you know. And it could just be down to, like, an aesthetic. Like, if it looks like a an 80s movie poster, I might click on it, you know? I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it's kind of like Netflix just does that a lot. Like, they'll take some old uh, IP and, and just do something, you know, make a sequel or do a remake or do an adaptation or something. Like, yeah. actually, the last thing I, I forgot that I saw was the luther movie that came out on friday on netflix yeah. oh i wanted like, to see that it's really good thing is yeah. I'm, i've always had a hard time like uh sticking with luther for some mm-hmm. reason because it, it is the type of genre that i enjoy and um it's just like i've only seen bits and pieces and i was like yeah i like it but i think it's just i don't like the first season and i always trying to watch the first season but i never like, you know, power through it. So I think I'll I'll try to do that because I really enjoyed this movie and it's like uh, two hours long and the villain is, um, or the bad guy is, um, what's his name? Andy Serkis. Like, uh, you know, I think he's pretty good at those types of things, like play some serial killer who's like really, um, let's say creative in how he kills people yeah uh, but um, yeah i really enjoyed it and uh, iris alba as always like amazing uh, as luther and um, it's sort of like i don't know i felt different from the actual tv show because i feel like this villain poses a kind of different threat to him personally and right. has a different level of power yeah uh and um yeah i, I thought it was really good
0: nice yeah no i, I wanted to see luther fallen son just because like Again, it's something I know of, but Mm -hmm. it's not something I'm completely familiar with. But the fact that like years, years later, there's like a movie for it, I kind of yeah. That's uh, that might be something that might might make me like a Luther fan in general. It's just that like yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's it's just that like I think um, what was I gonna say? Like, well, it's like when when I was watching Hulu the other night, I've never really heard of commando before of like arnold schwarzenegger i might have heard about it but thought it was a joke but i actually ended up watching part of it cuz like i have this habit now that if i can't make it to the gym i'll put like a workout on my laptop and put it next to the tv and mm-hmm. while the workout is going on i'm watching like a stupid movie or something like at one point it was bullet train and then it was commando and it was just the most it was just the most arnold movie possible basically <laughs> It, it was like a, it was like a parody of an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but it was actually him. It was it yeah. was so over the top. But it's like, yeah, it's a, some. It, it takes a lot for me to like maintain my attention. But I I'll end with saying that I su- I surprised myself by lasting by sitting through House of Gucci, which was almost a three hour movie, right. and it was like I saw it. I was like, this is a movie I kind of wanted to see for a while. And every so often, if I'm curious about something, I watch like 10 minutes of it and then like go somewhere. But I actually ended up watching all like three hours of it. I don't know her. And I'm going to go back to basically what you said, other than, you know, having a style that I'm familiar with and just, and, you know, elements of a show that I could be familiar with and just subverting it a little, that's what's going to bring me in Mm long-term. It's going to be characters over and over and over again, characters, writing, can I see myself in these characters? Are they selling their point enough? Are they entertaining enough? Like, basically, like, we were watching Office bloopers. And mm-hmm. it's funny because, like, The Office came out at a time where, you know how now they're saying, "Oh, are sitcoms dead and stuff, or, like, like, you never really hear about sitcoms anymore. Well, there was, like, a similar conversation in the late 2000s. And I think what made The Office popular was that it almost... um not downgraded. I'm trying to find the word, but it almost kind of like simplified the formula Mm. for the sitcom. It like got away with, it took away all the fancy sets. It took away all the fancy transitions, the fancy clothes and stuff. And every episode for a while was a bottle episode. It was literally get 10 people, get 10 or so people, shove them in a room and just have them bounce off of each other for like 30 minutes straight. And it's like, I think that's what the next streaming hit is going to be. I don't think it's going to be an act- a big action show. And I don't think it's going to be a big horror show. I, I It's going to be something that's going to be really, really character based. And what's tricky about that now is I don't think, hmm, I don't know how to put this, but I don't think Hollywood in general is brave enough yet. To like be completely honest about people right now. People people yeah. are still in this like ideal mindset. And it's it's fine because like, you know, there, you know, media goes ups and downs. There's eras where people want real, there's people times when people want idealistic. And you know, it's all valid, it all serves its purpose. But I think in order for the next streaming hit to happen, it, it's like what's gonna be the more even simplified version of what the office was like how can you get a bunch of like archetypes of people we know exist now be completely gut-wrenchingly honest about it and what's the next version of shoving them all into a room basically you know
1: yeah i don't know i feel like i mean i'm gonna say something that i disagree with but it's something that i've heard okay um but i i've heard a lot of people talk about the white lotus like that yeah like we've got all these let's say stereotype stereotypes in one resort and they're all very true to like society or whatever and i was like they're all caricatures so like you know i'm just saying it because it made me think of that yeah, um, I don't. But they're not that far
0: off. That's 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 not that far off. Yeah, they're not really. Yeah,
1: but they're. It, it's true. They're not that far off. But it is kind of heightened, right? And right, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, the office was also kind of heightened. Like Dwight Schrute. Like who's actually, you know, that uh, um. was the right word. Uh, I don't know. You can't define Dwight, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm sure someone kind of like, but maybe it was just the way it was filmed, like documentary style, maybe. Yeah. Because, um, I mean- uh, you know, Parks and Rec also had, you know, colorful characters, but it was always filmed in a very like low budget right. way. Uh, but yeah.
0: And and I'll end on this, like, uh, and this is going to be my last point. It's like, so Blockbuster seemed like it was going to be that show. And mm-hmm. it didn't last and nothing past the first episode like kept me hooked so like
1: i too much, don't like, know superstore <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: like what is what what is it going to like what's it going to take to just have like the next streaming it you know it's like even like with wednesday then like outside of the the powers and stuff of course it ended up being the characters yeah. but it's like um it, it takes a lot for me to get hooked on something now so yeah like, same. What what's it gonna take anyway you got a last thought because that's my last thought
1: uh well you know last thought for me is um you know i think the last of us to what we're talking about in terms of like characters feeling real i feel like in some tv shows like you know night court or uh, where people are like always shown like super positively. And other TV shows, like, I don't know, um, you know, uh, yeah, I can't think of a super negative TV show right now, but I feel like The Last of Us kind of puts, has a good balance of good and bad. Mm-hmm. And they're more nuanced, and no one's all good and no one's all bad. All right. But I, I like just because it's in this, you know, post apocalyptic, world like you can't be like a normal person the way we are right now so right. yeah i mean there there has to be some way of having a balanced uh balanced personalities and balanced characters without being uh in a zombie apocalypse uh but you know i we will see <laughs> all right And maybe like as always i always forget like we'll talk about shit and then i i'll watch something the next day i'm like oh i should have talked about that like that was that's being done right now and I'm sure I'm going to, something will come up, but you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, Oh, I said this, but actually there's that. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I guess that, that brings our episode to a close for this week. Um, some people have won Oscars. Um, I think Jamie Lee Curtis won. From, oh. Um, and yeah, uh, Kehui hui kwan if i'm pronouncing the name incorrectly what? i'm sorry no they uh, won what? All right. he also won and Very short uh, round
0: and jamie lee curtis got something yeah yeah, yeah. all yeah.
1: quiet on the western front uh won for cinematography oh, um, oh
0: i i agree with that
1: i agree with that but they haven't announced uh the um like the you know lead actors uh and you know best picture or whatever i don't think they've called it yet but i mean up to now i kind of agree yeah um i disagree with the animated feature film uh
0: i agree i i (laughs) i saw (laughs) i didn't see all of pinocchio (laughs) but no
1: i i saw (laughs) the first chunk
0: of pinocchio it is it's good yeah
1: I mean, it is. I've, I yeah, I saw the beginning. I was like, yeah, it is good, but like, it didn't keep my attention for very long. And I was like, I'm sick of this right now. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Guillermo. <laughs> but, oh, man. but yeah, I'm 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 a last wish, uh, you know, shipper, whatever. But yep. uh, you know, I mean, who's who watches the Oscars anymore? I guess that's my last thought. Who watches the Oscars anymore?
0: And we'll answer that next week. So where
1: can they find us? You guys can find us on Instagram and TikTok at what we stream. And you can listen to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and a bunch of other platforms. And um, you know, if you are Kevin Feige, or even if you're not Kevin Feige, uh, send us an email to what we stream podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you guys, and always happy to get some feedback. And uh...